0: Well, good evening. We're um, continuing in this series of soul detox. Now, I spent a bit of time playing around on the computer this week looking at what detox was all about, and it's really getting rid of our, from our bodies, rubbish that we don't need in our bodies. And for some, it may be detoxing, coming off alcohol or drugs or whatever. It may be getting rid of all what, these colon, what sits they do, wash. I don't fancy that, it's, that's the irrigation, I don't fancy that one at all. Um, But just getting rid of some rubbish in our lives, in our souls. You know, we do pick up rubbish as we go through life. I've been around a few years, not as many as Sally, but I have been around a few years. And I've thought of one thing I've learned about life is that it's not fair. Do you know that? It's not fair. So every time we shout, it's not fair, do not make me do that. Get used to it because life isn't fair. And you'll go all the way through life and discover it really isn't fair. And do you know what? I don't think God meant it to be fair. Now, that might shock you. But I don't think God actually meant this life to be fair. There's great things for us to experience and to do and to give. You know, the lessons to learn. And if life was fair, then A, it would be very, very boring. It really would. And B, every one of us would be on the way to hell right now. Because salvation isn't fair. It really isn't. It cost him everything because of his love for us. Life is never meant to be fair. I was talking um, to uh, a friend of mine. I haven't seen her for a long time. And, you know, people get in touch with me on Facebook. I happen to be talking to somebody else. And she recognized me. She says, oh, is that Auntie Annette from West Bridgeford the... Uh, yes, it is. And got chatting with her and picked up with her. And she's going through a rough time. A really, really rough time in her life. And um, I I remember just sharing with her that um, as she goes through this life and the situation she's in at the moment, people are going to hurt her because we all live with imperfect people. Have a look around to the person sitting next to you. They're imperfect. And now take a look at yourself because you're even more imperfect. (laughs) Every one of us are imperfect. And all of us at some time in our lives are going to be hurt. And we're gonna hurt people. Because that's just what happens. We can say things without thinking and regret it. Things can be said to us without people really thinking about it and regret it. Things can be done to us out of sheer maliciousness. Because within human beings is the capability of being malicious and mean and awful. I worked for many years in, in children's homes And if you want to see how unfair life can be, then you should have known the life of some of those children. And one of the worst lessons I had to teach them, but in some ways the best, was that life is not going to be fair to them. Life had dealt them an awful blow. They had parents that abused them, parents that walked out on them, parents that wanted to love them but couldn't love them. They just weren't capable because of their own lives parents that had died and that's not fair is it? When you're young and there's no other relatives life is unfair but I knew that if I didn't get this into them help them to see that really it isn't fair then they were going to carry around a lot of anger and a lot of resentment for all of their lives and that's what happens when we think life is being unfair to us. Anger builds up, resentment builds up People shouldn't do this to me. People shouldn't treat me like that. This should never have come my way. And suddenly, it all begins to lead to anger. But there's a flip side to that. And that is the fact that we also carry around with a lot of guilt because of the unfair things we know we've done. We know we've treated people. We've said things we shouldn't have said. We've acted in a way we shouldn't have acted. I've done it. I've had to phone people and say, I'm sorry, I should never have. Even thought that, let alone said it. But you know, sorry isn't the easiest word to say, is it? And we try and justify ourselves and think, well, they deserved it, and well, if only if they'd have done this and they'd have done that, then I wouldn't need to have. Had to, and you know, we just it all goes around our mind. But then we can end up carrying around with us. Are they coming up the front as well? Yeah. <laughs> now I can't chew one of them and, and uh, talk at the same time. <laughs> we all carry around. with I'm sorry, Daniel. I shouldn't have done that to you. Yes, I should. <laughs> we carry around unforgiveness and we carry around guilt. And you know what? That's a brilliant tactic of the enemy. Because if you don't get us one way, he'll get us the other. And we can't win either way. We're either, we're either feeling guilty or we're feeling hard done by. And unforgiving towards other people. Now, I know that both of those can lead to anger... In fact, it can lead to uncontrolled anger, because I've seen that at first hand. And it can uh, lead to depression. But the reality is, it may not get us to that extreme, but it affects us all to some degree. It really does. I've not lived a perfect life. Now, you know, don't look quite so shot, but I really haven't. And I've done things that I wouldn't want you to know about. And you've done things you wouldn't want me to know about. Because you know what, another thing I've learned through life is that we're all the same. And if I've done things I don't want you to know about, then I know you've done things you don't want me to know about, and I probably wouldn't want to know about either. But there's one thing I have discovered, we have a brilliant, loving, almighty, forgiving God. We truly do. But until we find that forgiveness, and until we learn to forgive, then it sits festering within us. We don't think it does. We think we've dealt with it and moved on. Thank you. You know, it's not a problem anymore. Don't, you know, we don't need to talk about that. Thank you. It doesn't bother me anymore. Until a similar thing crops up. And then somewhere from deep within, we react in a way that's inappropriate. Because we haven't detoxed. We haven't got rid of that thing that put its claw in our souls, in our hearts, in the first place. And we just haven't detoxed from it. And so suddenly, it all gets out of hand and guilt and unforgiveness affects every one of us so don't feel as I go through this message oh mommy you need this is me I'm all screwed up and I've got all this problem and that problem it applies to every one of us but all I know is that guilt and unforgiveness robs us it absolutely robs us of God's best there's a brilliant verse which says I know the plans I have for you says the Lord the plans to screw you up The plans to make you feel guilty? No. They're plans to prosper you and not to harm you. They're plans to give you a hope and a future. And unless we can detox our hearts and our minds of guilt and unforgiveness, then we're going to miss out on those plans that God has for us. C.S. Lewis wrote this. Forgiveness is a wonderful idea. Isn't it? Until you have something to forgive. And then it's not quite so wonderful. Why should I? They were wrong, not me. Not my fault. Why should I forgive them? They would no right to say that to me. They had no right to do that. Life's not fair. They hadn't any right. But the onus is on us. Is to forgive. It's a wonderful idea. Until we're the ones having to forgive. You know, forgiveness isn't something we do to other people. Now, that might again surprise you. We don't do it to other people. We do it for ourselves. We do it for ourselves. You know, you could have... I'll take Sally, because Sally do not mind me saying things about her. You can do this with friends. She might have said something to hurt me. I don't know. She might have said, Derby County is better than Nottingham Forest, you know. And I could go back to her and say, Sally, I forgive you for that. She'll think, oh, didn't need forgiven anyway. It's not done her any good, but it would have done me good if it was beginning to catch hold of my soul and my mind and my heart and affect how I thought about Sally. Can you hear what I'm saying? It doesn't actually do much for them, but it does an awful lot for ourselves when we can give forgiveness. And sometimes we're not able to go and actually say to the person, I forgive you. And then what can you do if it doesn't do any good? You're in a hopeless position. Forgiveness is always for ourselves doesn't excuse the other person's behavior. I could never excuse Sally saying Darby were better than Forrest. Never in a million years could I excuse that, because she'd be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But it does prevent their behavior destroying our hearts and our souls. And I am sure tonight that each one of us has stuff we need to detox from. We've just been through a week, and if you've done well with nobody saying or doing something, even on a little bit, that's upset you, then you've done well. You've had a great week. Because we're human, we're people, and we affect one another. And you know, 99.9% of the time, I reckon people don't even know they've upset us and hurt us. It's vital that we detox from unforgiveness and guilt because it will ultimately destroy the peace and the joy that God has got planned for each and every one of us. It's a thief, and it will rob us of contentment. It will rob us of joy. It will rob us of peace. Paul said to Timothy, Godliness with contentment is a great gain in our lives. I want to read to you a portion of scripture. I love this portion of scripture. It's very familiar. If you want to find it, it's Psalm 103. Most of you will know it by heart. I love this. I could read it time and time and time and time and time again because it does me good to read this. You know, Adrian's been talking about how Scripture can do us good. If you don't know where to read, read this. It will do you good. Psalm 103 says, Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being. Praise his holy name. hard when... A little bit of anger and resentment's clinging on there. But all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Forget not all his benefits. They are myriad. We could never stop naming the benefits. Um, Gareth Duffield put on uh, Facebook, not some on Facebook very often folks, but <laughs> Gareth Duffield put on Facebook um, that line of 10,000 um, reasons for my heart to sing. And he started listing them and people were adding to them and we were getting up to 900 and 1,000. And you know, we could go on and on. 10,000 isn't enough reasons for my heart to sing. Forget not all his benefits. But do you know what? When we're hurting, we can lose sight of them, can't we? forget them. Don't forget them. Remember all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins? Not some of them, but all of them. So we've no room for guilt, but we're going to come and look at that in a moment. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? He crowns you with love and compassion. You know I could. Sit and read that for a whole month and it's not come to end of it. He actually crowns us with love and compassion. He puts it on us as a crown. He satisfies our desires with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for the oppressed. Wow. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord makes known how he feels and thinks and works. Isn't that lovely? He's not distant out there. He makes it known. Listen to this. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. He's slow to anger. He's abounding in love. He will not always accuse us. Oh, I'm glad about that. Remember, Annette, back in 1966 when you did that? No, no. He won't always accuse us, nor will he harbor his anger forever. Hallelujah. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. Wow. So why treat other people as their sins deserve? Huh, did that to me. No, he doesn't treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Wow. You've done this, it. Sorry, that's it now. No, he doesn't. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, how vast is this universe? Realising it's bigger and bigger and bigger than ever we thought. So great that's how big His love is for those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, and I'm told there is no east and west. There's a north and a south, but east and west just goes. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us, he just took them right away. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we're formed. He remembers that we're dust. The life of mortals is like grass, and they flourish like a flower of the field and the wind blows over it and it's gone and its place remembers it no more God knows we're human he remembers says, Jesus says come on father give her a bit of slack she's only human after all that's what it's like for Jesus to intercede with the father for me and you cut them some slack they're only human he knows our weaknesses he knows how we're formed he knows you he remembers you, human. He remembers you've got weaknesses in certain areas. He remembers we're just like the dust, we're here and gone. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children and those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precept. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, his kingdom rules over all. And it goes on and says, "Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works, everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul." And you know it's much easier to do that when it's had a good detox. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Scripture is full of teaching on the area of forgiveness. God holds it as a priority. So I want to read you one or two of these scriptures, and we're going to deal with these at the end. In Matthew 6, it says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, not if, but when they sin against you, so expect it, folks, they will sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Wow. But if you don't forgive others their sins, this is quite sobering. Your Heavenly Father won't forgive you. Not because he's mean and nasty and horrible God. He's not. He's a loving God. He can't because you haven't let go. And so you'll be carrying around guilt with you and the rubbish you don't need. It's impossible for him to do it. In Mark 11, it says, When you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you. Didn't Jesus say in that prayer when the disciples really teach us how to pray like you do, Jesus? We want to pray like you. He says, well, yeah. Forgive us our sins, just like we forgive those who sin against us. Now, I don't know about you. I want God to forgive me totally. I really do. I don't want to have to answer to him. That day I stand before him. I want him to forgive me totally. So if I want that, then I've got to totally forgive other people. We have to do it, folks. Luke 6 says, do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you'll not be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Now, I'm going to read a few more in a moment. Do you think God has given us all this teaching just because he's a hard God and says, I'm going to make it impossible for them? He wouldn't ask us to do something. He wouldn't teach us things. He wouldn't show us things if it was impossible for us to do it. He tells us these things. He shows us these things because it's so possible, so possible for us to do it. And again, we're going to come and explore that in a moment. Mike shared with us from 1 Corinthians this morning. He says, love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. Wow. Love doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. And listen to this. It keeps no record of wrongs. Wow. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Ephesians 4. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. Well, I'm kind and compassionate. I only ever say and do things to nice people. They should not be saying them to me. How can they say it to me? They should be kind and compassionate. They should be like that. And then we suddenly start putting judgment on that other person. I'm kind and compassionate and they should be. The only person we can put right before God is us. And the only people we can forgive is ourselves and others. There's many, many, many more scriptures. You know, Peter came to Jesus, we see it in Matthew eighteen, and he says, Well, come on, Jesus, how many times am I supposed to forgive? Come on. They've done it time and time again. Time and time again I've forgiven them, and still they do it. How many times am I supposed to give? Seven times? Is that enough? Maybe eight times. Seven times seven. Or even 70 times seven. Basically, Jesus was saying it's endless. Because, you know, if the times I'm supposed to forgive other people has a finite number to it, then there has to be a finite number of times that God can forgive me. And I don't want that, thank you. I really don't want that. I want to know I've got a loving Heavenly Father that I can go to in true repentance and find his forgiveness. And so it may be that person has wronged you and wronged you and wronged you and wronged you. And you think, how many times am I supposed to forgive them? You have to let it go. Now, that might sound tough, But I want to say it's not impossible. God would not ask it of us. He wouldn't. He wouldn't ask it of us. God knows that we are human. We've just read it in that psalm. He remembers we're dust. He knows we get hurt. And that's why he's given us so much teaching on this whole area of forgiveness and guilt. You know, I had the privilege... And I still have the privilege of going to minister out in Rwanda. Now, if you've been watching your televisions this last week, you will know that it's the 20th anniversary. Commemoration, whatever you want. It's not an anniversary, is it? Commemoration of, of that awful genocide in Rwanda. I looked on the internet for clips to show tonight, but quite honestly, I didn't find one I was, feel I could put up on public, not knowing who could be here. Because so awful was the atrocities that happened in that nation. I have witnessed firsthand the depths of deprivation, of depravity, the depths of cruelty that the human being can stoop to. Some of the people I met out there, the way they treated one another doesn't bear our minds to dwell on. I've seen ladies that have had the most awful things happen to them. You wouldn't think that the soul of man could get there. I went around the Genocide Museum in Rwanda, and they've picked up on genocides not just there, but across uh, history. The things humanity can do to humanity. But do you know, I also witnessed depths of forgiveness I never thought were possible. I really and truly did. Depths of forgiveness I never thought I could ever reach or want to reach. One precious lady we stay with out there, her name is Elsie. She's been to this church. Some of you may have heard this story. It's not a story as a story goes, it's truth, it's real life. She saw her parents, her mum and dad, her brothers and her sisters, her aunties and her uncles, brutally killed. Not just shot with a gun, but brutally killed. The most horrible way she can think of killing people happened to people she loved, that were dear that were precious to her more than that they stole all their money their homes their lands they took everything from them they left her bereft but she had a husband and a baby but she was a Tutsi and he was a Hutu and it was Hutus killing Tutsis and they came to her house and they ordered her husband if he was a good uh, Hutu, uh, Hutu then he would shoot his wife and if he didn't do it, then they would do untold things to her and shoot her and shoot him. Now, he had some money, and he managed to bribe them. But they said, we'll be back tomorrow, and they fled. You can imagine they fled. Herself, her husband, two Christian people that love God. Life isn't fair, is it? They had a little baby, and they went to his parents. But, you know, they came looking in the mountains, it is his parents' house, who were Hutus, to find Elsie and her baby and to brutally kill them. And twice she hid under the family cow, praying her baby wouldn't cry. Now, that puts in perspective when some people, somebody says something horrible to us or stolen something from us, doesn't it? It puts it all in perspective. She suffered great fear. I won't say it didn't do her any harm. Of course it did. She left that nation and she came over to Scotland and she spent some time there. But God healed her. He healed her of all that hurt and bitterness so that she could go and forgive those that had wronged her. And that lady went back to her village in Rwanda. That lady who swore she'd never even returned to the country returned to her village and they were scared. They thought, Going to, she's going to bring the, the law in. The, we're going to have to give her account of what happened. And she just said to the, the, the pastor in the village, call the people I've come in love. I don't mean them harm. And she publicly forgave them, and she blessed them with a cow. Now, that's like giving them a car. She blessed them with a cow, and she says, I want to bless this village. They still had her land. They still had what would have been hers by inheritance. But she blessed them. And do you know what? God has blessed that lady and her family a hundredfold because of it. So when I'm sat here saying we need to forgive, I know the depths of hurt. I don't don't trivialize the hurt that's happened in your life. I don't. Hurt is personal. Nobody else can feel it or carry it the way we do. Jesus said, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Wow. That's what Elsie did. She went and did good to them. Lend to them without expecting anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Well, that's a bit different. Quite honestly, God, I wish you'd send a fireball on them and nuke them, quite honestly, for what they've done to me. And God said, no, pray for them. Bless them. Do them good. Stop holding stuff against them. Forgiveness is a gift that we give, it's not a feeling. We don't suddenly have to think, ooh, that's great. I feel great now. I've forgiven them. It's a decision. It's a decided promise in our minds not to hold that wrong against the other person. Elsie had to do that. She had to decide, I am not going to hold this against them. I'm going to bless them. Enjoy the land that you've taken. Enjoy it. I truly want you to enjoy it. I want you to be blessed. In fact, I'm giving you a cow to make it better for you. Wow. What about those that's wronged us? Can we pray for them? Can we decide to bless them, to do them good? You know, they too are created in God's image. And just as I'm worthy of forgiveness, then that person that wronged me also is worthy of forgiveness. They are. They are. I've experienced wrong and I've been hurt, but you know, the more I harbour it, the more it destroys me. And you've been hurt and wronged, but the more you harbour it within your soul the more it's going to destroy you. We must detox from it. You know, your loving Heavenly Father has been there. We're just coming up to this Easter season. He's known suffering beyond any man. I've seen suffering in Rwanda. I see it in India. You've seen it in places. Jesus knew suffering beyond any man. Beyond Elsie and others. He's known it beyond that. He really has. And also, he is willing to help us in our weaknesses. He remembers that we're but flesh. He knows we're human. I know this message tonight could well be stirring up feelings that we rather weren't stirred up, beginning to open old wounds. But forgiveness is a choice that we make. God, I am going to choose to forgive that person. I don't know how I'm going to walk in it. I don't quite know how I'm going to handle it. Do you think it was easy for OC to go to that village and look those people in the eye that had done that to the people she loved so much? Of course it wasn't. But she chose to do it. She chose to swallow hard and live the way God had asked her to live. And she chose to go and forgive them. Now they could have said, laughed well, at her after she'd left. Silly woman, we've got all her land, all her money, and she goes and gives us a cow. Silly woman. They could have done that. That wasn't the point. The point was that it released something with Elsie. It gave her peace to her soul. She knew she'd done what God had asked her to do. He is willing to help us in our weaknesses. It's a choice that we make, followed by a second decision to no longer hold that against the person so that when you meet them, you're not going to even think, let alone say, ho, 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 ho. Come on, you know, I've forgiven you, but come on. We choose to no longer hold it against them. It's to act towards them as though they'd never, ever wronged you in the first place. Wow. And you know the reality of the truth is they've probably forgotten they'd hurt you anyway. Probably didn't even know they'd hurt you. Probably totally oblivious to it. And sometimes there's not any point in going to that person and saying, I'm sorry, uh, I'm, I'm come to forgive you for what you did to me, because they think, well, I don't know what you're talking about, actually, because they've no idea they've hurt you. It's something you do for yourself to release you, and you say, well, Lord, they did hurt me, and they may not even know it, but I'm going to release them from it. It's being good to ourselves, moving into God's best for our soul, and letting go of it. Now, just a little word here, because we do need to move in wisdom. There's times we need, maybe need to limit the time we spend with a person, we're not going to put ourselves in a position where they're going to keep abusing us and keep abusing us and keep abusing it because that's just foolishness. That's not sort of saying, well, I'm walking in in forgiveness. You don't do that. We don't excuse that person, but we walk in the truth and we release the offense that's happened in our own hearts. So you don't sort of say, well, they did this to me, Uh, you know, I'll excuse them. No, because we're all responsible before God for our actions, and it's only he, ultimately, that can excuse and forgive. And we don't put ourselves back in a position where they can continue to abuse us. But we do let go of it for our own good. I want to read another portion of Scripture. As I was doing this message, I became so aware of how powerful the Scripture itself is. It says, Surely he took up all our pain he bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God. It's his fault he went gone to the cross. That's what man was thinking. Stricken by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, for the wrong things you and I have done. He was crushed for our iniquities. That punishment that brought us peace was laid on him. By his wounds we're healed. It says, "All oh, we like sheep have gone astray, every one of us. We've all turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on Jesus the sin of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet yeah, he didn't open his mouth. It's not fair. I'm right, you're wrong. No. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet yeah, he didn't open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he never opened his mouth. How often do we want to tell somebody else what they've done to us? What they did to me. All we're doing is saying, well, actually, they're no good. And we're confirming it by saying it. The easiest thing is to want to tell someone when we've been wronged. Now, there's times we do need a good friend that we can go to and they will speak truth to us and help to us. But just to tell someone to, you know, it's not good. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested for he was cut off from the land of the living? He was cut off, uh, sorry, for, for the transgression of my people. He was punished. He was assigned a grave to the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he'd done no violence, and nor was there any deceit in his mind mouth, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and to cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he was silly see his offspring and for long his days. He went to the cross because of every time you and I offended each other, offended God, by our own selfless, godless living. Millions and trillions of wrongs for him to forgive, countless through the ages. He endured great suffering of being misunderstood. Horrible when people misunderstand us, isn't it? Of being lied about. (sighs) He said this about me and it's not true. And suddenly it's got its nasty claws into our souls. He was lied about, he was misunderstood, he was scoffed at. Huh. Huh. who do they think, who does he think he is? Is that how do you think you are, eh? Yes, it's nasty little claw into our souls. He was spat at, I can't think of anything worse. I mean spat at, horrible. He was flogged, he was crucified, yet he'd done nothing wrong. And I suspect an even greater sufferings and wrongs to him, that we can't even begin to grasp because our finite minds won't hold them. We've been spared it. And yet, on the cross of his suffering, what did he say? Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. It's no wonder John Newton wrote, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind. But now I see. You know, and I just want to pick up on one more point. If God has forgiven us at such a great cost, then what right have we got not to forgive ourselves? What right have we got to carry guilt around within us? There's a verse I love in 1 John, which says, if we confess our sin, if we admit it, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have thought that way. really shouldn't. If we allow guilt then to think, oh, you know, if anybody found out about that, and we suddenly begin to feel guilty and horrible, getting its claw in our soul, it needs detoxing. That verse goes on. If we confess it, if we admit it, if we face up to it, then he's faithful and he's just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The only way I can approach a holy God and you can approach a holy God is in his righteousness. Not in my own. I really can't. Because I have none. It's in his righteousness. So we have to accept his forgiveness for every wrong we've done. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed it from us, then why on earth do we keep digging it up again? Why on earth do we keep going over to the East or the West to try and bring it back? I'm sure I'm not the only one that's done it. You know, you're going through a wonderful time of of, of your walk with God, and suddenly you remember something you did years back. And you begin to feel, ooh. Ooh. (laughs) We need to remind ourselves that it's forgiven. It's forgiven. It's forgiven. We cannot choose to carry the guilt of it anymore. We need to confess, be forgiven, and to leave it there. Oh yeah, the enemy will have a go at digging it up in our lives. They say, ah, sorry, as far as the East is from the West so far, has he removed that from me? I don't carry it anymore. I choose not to carry the guilt of that anymore. Now it's almost like a, a bit of a zoom through Scripture on this whole area of guilt and forgiveness. But if it holds onto our lives, it just pulls us down. We need to detox. Now, as I'm talking, I start remembering things. Of course I do, and you do. And I just want to spend some time allowing the word of God to penetrate into our lives. I know nothing more redemptive than the word of God. Oh, you know, the elders can come and lay hands on you and pray for you and counsel you. But there's nothing more redemptive, more helpful than the word of God. And so I simply want to pray that over our lives right now. And I'm just going to sit here and read some scripture to us and allow it to wash over our lives. And it may be that right now God has begun to sort of say, come on, you need to forgive that person. You really have got to let this go. Let the word of God wash over you. Wash over you and decide, I'm going to do that. I'm going to forgive them. I'm just going to say, Lord, I'm not going to hold it against them anymore. And if it crops up, just help me to remember I've decided to do that. And I'm going to let go of that guilt that just keeps coming up in my life. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. And forgive yourselves just as Christ has forgiven you. Now you may want to come and kneel. You may want to, I like lying across the chairs when I'm just soaking before the Lord. You may just want to sit where you are. You may want to go over to the coffee house. There's no sort of structure. Just as you feel, you want God to minister. And I'm going to simply read out some of these scriptures and allow them to wash over our soul. Lord, I just pray right now as we spend a few moments in your presence, that you allow your word to wash us To cleanse us, to detox our very, very inner beings. The Lord is compassionate, He's gracious, He's slow to anger, He's abounding in love. He won't harbor His anger forever. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. He doesn't repay us according to our iniquities. As
1: far as the east is from the west,
0: that's how far he's removed our sins from us. He knows how we're formed. He remembers we're just dust. He knows we're human. If you forgive others. When they sin against you, then your heavenly father will forgive you. He will. If when you stand praying, you hold anything against anyone, then forgive them. And your father in heaven will forgive you. It's patient. It's kind. It doesn't envy or boast. It's not proud. You know, love doesn't dishonor others. Love's not self-seeking. Love's not easily angered. Do you know what? Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking.
1: It's not easily angered and it keeps no record of
0: wrongness. Lord, right now we're going to decide to be kind and compassionate to one another. Help me to forgive. Help us to forgive each other just as in the same way you've forgiven us Lord. be that we've forgiven time after time. Help us to go one more mile to forgive again. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Do good to them. Do good to them. He said, Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting anything back. Then your reward will be great. And you will be children of the Most High because he's kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. because surely you took up our pain. You brought our suffering. You were pierced for our transgressions. You were crushed for our sins. And that punishment that brought us peace was put on you. Like sheep have gone astray. We've all turned to our own ways. God, you laid upon Jesus the iniquity of every one of us. Jesus was oppressed and afflicted. He didn't open his mouth to complain. He didn't open his mouth to complain. Yet you cried from the cross, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. If we confess our sins, he's faithful, he's just. He will forgive us. He will forgive us our sins, he will. And more than that, he'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness so that we stand before him pure and clean and accepted in his righteousness. Wow. You don't need to carry guilt. The word says be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ has forgiven us. Wow. Wow. Lord, you know every situation, every life, every heart. Lord, our walk on this earth is too short to carry around with us the rubbish of guilt and unforgiveness. Lord, I pray for myself, I pray for each one of us that each time we feel that claw grabbing hold again of our souls, that we'll remember to keep short accounts. A short account with you. To, to ask your forgiveness to apologise to others if we need to do so but Lord also not to hold against other people the wrong they've caused us because we too have caused wrong help isn't it we pray Lord we want to enter into your good great perfect plan for us that plan to prosper us and not to harm us So, Lord, may we know your blessing of peace and goodness and contentment. I just ask that your word will wash away that soul irrigation made clean again. Lord, may we remember to irrigate regularly. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your word, which is powerful, sharper than any two edged sword. Thank you, Lord. Lord, for every sore wound that's perhaps being touched on and irritated you pour out a balm of healing a balm of healing each one of us know in a fresh new and exciting way what it is to forgive and be forgiven we pray because you wouldn't ask us to do something that wasn't possible thank you Lord help us strengthen us in our weakness strengthens in our weakness Paul declared when I am weak that's when I'm strong because that's when I turn to him thank you that you remember we're human thank you that you remember we get hurt Lord we don't want to carry it with us your word just flushed through our souls flushing out pushing out the hurts, the bitterness and the anger, and the guilt. Wash me with your word, Lord, and your spirit, we pray. Wash us by your word and your spirit, just be clean. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Just want to remain in his presence, that's great. I'm going to chat, go across the road, it really is free to do what you want. Hallelujah.